Yo, everybody, welcome to another installment of Rabbit Hole Sessions coming to you later from WSFR. We're in the station. I am uh, one of the normal two-fifths of the show. Tyler, thanks for joining us again. And today, unfortunately, we don't have the other three-fifths of the show in Emilio and James represented today. They couldn't be with us. That's a shame. Second episode and they're already taking breaks. You know, I should have got a contract, like a year-long contract on them. But I have a dear friend... Um, I don't and know. A lot of, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of other adjectives I could use too, but we'll st- we'll we don't want to start with peeps. Uh, Smelly. Okay, yeah, that one's there out there too. <laughs> Michaela, I have Michaela in the booth with me today. Yay! Do you, you put like a name? clap like, track? No, so maybe. We'll th- so it gives me the illusion of I'll being see. more exciting guest. I'll see. Everybody's on break, so since I'm the only one to do work, maybe not. What's up? I'm Michaela. I'm average. Happy to be here. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. This is a defense mechanism. I was told I was going to be roasted, so if I um, if I roast myself, you can't hurt me. That's a good philosophy. That's kind of like a lot of my general outlook. I kind of like make fun of myself first, you know. So it's you can't use it against me, like you said, because yeah. I already used it. You can't you can't flip it. But self-deprecating humor stop being funny in like mm. 2015. Well, you don't do it. Yeah, but it's more you do it for like yourself instead of other people. Like you do it yeah. to you do it to yourself. If other people are around, then it can be funny. But it's like it's kind of. Mm, but it could it can backfire because sometimes I'm thinking if my example is like when I'm on the basketball court, like I never yell at my teammates, but I'm always <laughs> like at myself. I definitely yell, and sometimes it works, but sometimes I just get more into funk. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm all with the you got it. You got to it's not even self-deprecating. It's making the joke. Like, it's just, like, funny. You did something that's funny, so it's funny. Yeah. And can't, things can be funny without being, like, world-ending. Like, you can do something stupid and you're not... Uh, it's Satan, right? Like, you're not... It's not like you're incapable or... You might be. Huh? You don't agree? What's up? No, I do. I said you might be. You um, might be what? Satan? Yeah. That's true. No. That's true, because any one of I us meant. could be. No, but any one of us could be, right? God, hell is other people. It's wow. A joke. Hell, it's a what? Sartre, I'm bringing existentialism in here real fast. Well, I don't get it. Hell is other people. Yeah, that's a that's a famous quote from existentialist philosopher Jean Paul wow. Sartre. So, is in all of our like problems are caused by other people? No, that's what you would. That's what you would typically interpret when you hear something like that. Um, but it has a different meaning. It more so talks about narratives people hold on you. Um, and once you die, you can no longer uh, have control, control on those narrative. narratives. Right. Exactly. Thus, hell in that Whoa. state of post-death Whoa. is... Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really... That was kind of a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we want that. Oh, my Let's God. Let's talk about being self-deprecating. Oh I was on the phone yeah. with my friend um, in the morning after drinking a lot. I was really hungover. Jeez. It was before work, and I was sitting alone in a McDonald's, which is, <laughs> 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 like, an awesome... Sometimes when I'm feeling really low, I just like, yeah, if I'm feeling really low, I like to sit alone in a McDonald's because it really just like. Alone in the McDonald's is best. I don't want other people. I don't want to see other people there because one, I don't want to see you in that state and I don't want you to see me. I just just want to feel miserable and I want to be by myself. Right. I want to eat a lot of fast food. It's like a pathetic, the imagery like really. But it feels pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's a bad kind of feel good, but it's a good kind of feel bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're good. You're good. That's just the uh, AC. Oh. I know. I know. We got to, we got to find a way to soundproof that. It's kind of a scary little sound. Yeah. It's like ho- horror movie creaks, like Haunted Mansions and shit. 
No, it's okay. You could swear, by the way. We're going to bleep stuff out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're free. You're free to... Fudge. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, how long have we been in here already? <laughs> Not enough to stop. Not enough to stop. So All right, and that's along. another episode of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah. I loved being on the pod. Yeah, that's good. I've always wanted to say that, the that pod. I'm on the pod. You are on the pod. You're I got to admit, it, it feels kind of natural, you know? I feel like I was made for this. Well, I mean, hey, speak to WSFR. Maybe you can get your own going. Hey, WSFR, oh if you're listening, God. shout they're out not, to They're not listening. Alyssa. They don't support me. Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, My bad. I'm uh, just kidding. They uh, post it on SoundCloud when I send it to them, so that's good. Does this go on a SoundCloud? Yeah, WSFR, baby, which is W... Uh, I don't actually don't know it, but anybody listening, search up Suffolk Free Radio or WSFR on SoundCloud, and you'll find this. Or just Rabbit Hole Sausage Podcast. Yeah, bump my SoundCloud if you want to. Well, Michaela well, Clark oh, won, no. baby. We'll Might as well later. plug well, myself. Okay, no, that's a good transition. <laughs> that's a good transition. So one of the key... One of the reasons I have Michaela here, obviously, you know, you could tell she's just ridiculous. I'm a... Awesome. Off rip, you can already tell she fits the down the rabbit hole theme, so that's good. She's holding it down. But um, one of the key, jeez, oh, one of the key <laughs> themes and like points of this show, or at least ways that it came about, was through the creative process, right, and through just ideas and through cr and creation, really. And that's how Emilio and I connect a lot, and then James as well, how he got involved. So. Michaela is a creative in a few senses. I don't know which one you would identify most with, but creative, I love that. I, think um, works. I love that label to someone a creative. A creative. Well, yeah. I, I hear it used a lot. It's a common buzzword. You know, they're creative. Yeah. You're creative. But let's let's talk about that. What makes okay. someone a creative? Yeah, that's. A, yeah. I, I have guess. a really is it broad creation. Uh, is it creating something? Because I think it can be a way of thinking, but then it can also be an action. Like through what it, like you could be a creative thinker, and I think you could, like you could be a mathematician, but a creative thinker, a scientist, but a create like you are creative within your field. So drawing back on existentialism because I think Here I'm gonna go. do that a couple times. Mm -hmm. The way Nietzsche defines creativity is interpreting something out of nothing. Yeah. You know, if something, everything. Out of nothing? Yeah. Everything. But what if you interpret something off something else, like? You know, idea it's like giving, standing on the giving, shoulders of giants. He defines creativity as giving meaning to something that has no intrinsic meaning. Mm. And to him, nothing has intrinsic meaning. So, short, <laughs> so is anything. So then wouldn't it just be anything? Wouldn't it be... Okay, he, picking, he defines language as a creative act yeah, because that, language are vehicles for interpretation. Well, wouldn't throwing a rock then be a creative act? If you're assessing meaning to it. Because it... I mean, well, which uh, will get anything like just see how far I throw it. That's the meaning. So that's sure. a creative. Wow. Sure. Wow. I, so, I that like, cheapens it. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I did an internship in the summer where I was doing data visualization. So I was just making infographics from these big, bulky, beefy data reports. They're like 150 pages of mm -hmm. dense policy jargon, and I hated it. And it seemed so pointless. And I was, you know, tasked with doing this infographic and doing the campaign. And after kind of reading Nietzsche, I, I realized that what I was doing was a lot more important. It was giving meaning to all this <coughs> garble and all this data. And right. I was the one who was saying how we should communicate it and what was important in it. And that was a creative act for me. Even though it's not your classical interpretation of creativity, it was. It was a creative process, just synthesizing this data putting it into different terms right so then okay so are we saying it is both a process and 
the action of just creating something, right? It is creative. That's, you know, the root is creation. So making something or altering, I suppose. I like altering over creating. Yeah, because nobody really makes something out of nothing. I mean, I, I don't know, because you said language, I guess, but that wasn't really made out of nothing, right? Like people, different. It's, I just on. think saying construction implies that there has to be something tangible. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, creativity is not tangible. I mean, you know, I guess words do make it tangible. Right. But well, a painting. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely forms right, of creativity. Right, right. That, you know, that's like the square rectangle thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, oh, obviously. I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I just tend to take a more abstract approach to creativity. I think most things could be creative if you take a different spin on it. That's, that's my one philosophy of creativity. But my second one, that's like a bigger um, overarching theme about how I feel about creating is that a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't consider them, themselves creatives and a lot of people don't create things because <coughs> they have this expectation that there has to be a tangible product right. and that it has to be good and you have right. to be able to market it and people are going to like it. And that's something that I really try to get away from when I'm creating art, whether that be music or visual or mm -hmm. words or whatever I'm doing. And there's a lot that I do, but... I became a much better artist once I detached myself from that expectation that people right. had to consume it and like it. Yeah, because it's insecure to put out work that especially you draw off of your own personal experiences. Like, and because people are going to comment on it. And once you put it out there, especially music or like a painting or something like, or a film, you mm -hmm. can't like fix it again. You can't rewrite it. You can't redo it again. That song's out there, or that painting's out there, or that movie's out there. And now it's for the public. Now it's up for them to debate and decide how well you did it how well it came across and that can be frightening you know that can be daunting for people oh, like you said course. for people to not even attempt it but i think it's realizing that it is like flipping the mindset to the side that it is an approach it's not just a result it's not just a tangible thing it's a way of looking at things that is outside of what you're told it is yeah and trying to maybe change hopefully for the better but there are creative ways to make things worse <laughs> uh, <of course> <laughs> <laughs> i definitely know a little about that that's for sure but um yeah so i think i think it, i guess it takes shifting the mindset that it can be it's an intrinsic thought process not exactly a final result of course making art is extremely vulnerable you know you're having some tangible expression of yourself and your identity so showing that to other people is scary um and i think it deters a lot of people from doing it but i think there's such benefit to being a creative person because yes. it forces you to be in touch with yourself and your right. emotions and you have to, you have to find something yeah, yeah you have a to base it on something people aren't you know mm -hmm. disassociate mm -hmm. go through the days people don't talk about their emotions yeah. and i don't know bury them yeah it's destructive Just put them somewhere else yeah and there's the the expectation to be fine, like that there's nothing wrong with you. So as well as you are constantly, there's a pressure to mask all of those feelings and push them further down to be like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Like, that's the standard. The standard is I'm good. How are you? Right? Because it's like no one really wants to dive into it. And no one, I don't know why. I guess, is it the pressure to not? Is it thinking that you're going to burden the other person? Is it just scared to reveal that you're not perfect? I'm not sure what the cause of it is, but I know that it creates this systemic loneliness mm. in our society and I think that a lot of people struggle with being lonely just because their engagement with other people tends to be the um, 
the kind of interactions in which you are hiding your emotions and yeah. you're kind of faking it and you're like, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Weather's right. good. You know, those basic kind of interactions Weather's that don't uh, <laughs> get out the right car. You know, it fucking sucks. I'm in here drenched. Oh my God. I, I keep forgetting to buy a raincoat or an umbrella. So I'm is like, it, but is it rainy season? Time. Is it even supposed to be raining right I now? I don't think rain's a seasonal thing. Oh, it's just an anytime thing. Yeah. It's just clouds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't really know. I had this, this is a question. What's up? If you wanted to be a weatherman, do you get a degree in meteorology or communications? Is that even a degree? Meteorology? Of course it is. But what is it? What is meteorology? Weather. Study weather patterns. Yeah, you study weather patterns, but if you want to be a weatherman, right. that's got to be like I don't journalism, so. communications, yeah, it's more right? Because you're more reporting rather than doing actual science. I I've been putting way too much thought yeah. into this lately. About, like, you're not the one that's making the map that's dictating the patterns, or you're not, sorry, you're not the one that's giving the information to the people who then animate the information on the map. The people who do the information would be the meteorologists, would be the people doing the research. Is it separate, though? I think it is, because I, I don't think the weatherman is doing the research about the weather patterns. I really Maybe, like, having that degree and maybe a background in it helps, but I think it's more that communication, because it's like a reporter, like a journalist. What do they, they don't, you know, some of them, like the... Like just the, what's the word, talking heads, like the ones that are on there, they don't always do the journalistic research. They're kind of just like reading the stuff and then do the on-air interpretation, right? So I think that's kind of the same with the weatherman. So I think that's more communications would be more like personality-wise, quote-unquote, you know what I mean, rather than the actual research and information. Yeah, you're making compelling points, but I think that we should bring a weatherman. Oh, my here. goodness. Do you know any? <laughs> No, this is an open ask to anybody listening. I guess, yeah. If you know any weathermans, I'm interested. Or womans. I'm single. <laughs> oh my god. Is that what you're looking for? What does that pay? Is that a good paying job? I uh, I guess like, it depends network, on the But what network has like the hot weather channel? <laughs> like what network is that? I guess it's local. Local news stations tend to but carry So do they do they make national bank? weather? I, I'm assuming. What even I don't is know. national weather like? Because like weather, cha but weather check. changes locally. So how is there even a national weather like report? Like hurricanes and like patterns that. Yeah, go you know what? Actually, you know what? I just realized. Who gives a f about the weather in the other states? I don't give a shit about Texas or what LA's like or Colorado's like. When I'm right here in Boston, show me the Boston weather. Show me the greater Boston area and Massachusetts. Why do I want to see the other? Why is there even national weather? Well, national weather is something that Unless has much more importance nowadays when we're moving into the part of time yeah, in which climate that. change is having significant impacts. I mean, you see increased weather patterns. You see phenomena flooding, earthquakes, storms. Where? Here storms. in America? Yes, of course. Florida's going under. Really? New York is going under. Boston Seaport. Yeah. That shit's going under, Drown. guys. Send the flood. So I think weather <laughs> is, unfortunately, an Send issue of global importance, not even uh, Who's just Who's got the national. ark? Hit me up. I need the ark. Apparently oh, God. Apparently mm. God. No, Noah built the ark. Noah was a person. So... We cannot put our greatest achievements out of reach by saying it was a divine act. People achieved those things. That is something that I take. No, there, there's no statistical proof that Noah actually existed. I know. Fake. But, <laughs> that's so funny. Noah's I, no, fake. no, no, no. I, I agree. We Him and his animals. Stop, stop, stop. Fake. Stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs>
<laughs> we already burned our Christian audience last podcast because I was talking about how Jesus didn't walk on water and my theory on that. So we are that's a that is now a consistent theme. It only takes two dots to make a line. So now this is the first two episodes. I mean, if you're gonna like theme. debunk Bible themes, I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch. Of, no, of course, there's a of couple course. of things but you my, could probably yeah, yeah, yeah. pull from for being improbable. <laughs> Just a few. No, of course, of course. And that was like my point when I was saying it last episode too was I'm taking I treat it like Greek myths. Like there's a moral to the story. There's a point to the story, but I don't really oh, believe like it's was fact that happened. So I be I, I consider it like Western myth is what like Christianity and shit, like that type of religion is because they used to think that gods controlled the water until the rest. Oh, gravity controls tides from the moon, right? Like there was a physical explanation of the f physical phenomena of the world that we were able to eventually observe. We just weren't able to at the time when the 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 representative to represent that idea was what we had to create, which that is creative as hell <laughs> as a species to do. Speaking of creativity, to just like, we don't understand something, let's like create a whole entity and lore and well, belief system Nietzsche around it. Well, Nietzsche does argue that creativity is religion. Religion is creative. I mean, it's very that is creative. a story. Religion is a story. It's a narrative that we talk about to explain what the hell is going on. Yeah. And that's a creative act. You're creating 100%. meaning to something that's nothing there. Wow, that's true. Oh, everything arbitrary, like... People thought hurricanes was the divine gods coming to blow up. It's, no, it's just an arbitrary function of how the wind patterns work on the earth, right? And then yeah, it could be, <laughs> could be a god. Who knows? It could. Yeah, well, it, could. Know. it very well could. And I am not opposed to you know eventually one day being proven wrong. So I don't oh, know yeah. how you would even come into contact with because I don't believe it's like a. Uh, like it's a god like an old man with a beard in the sky yeah. i don't believe it's like a humanoid genie looking deity <laughs> that rides on a tornado i don't know if it's i, I like don't that. either i'm agnostic as hell i don't even, i'd like to believe that uh, something's happening but yeah. i love that we're on religion right now That's what is that hilarious. what does that even really mean though agnostic like i don't know the like it means you know that shrug emoji where it's like backslash underscore um you, you guys know the one i'm talking about I, the shrug emoji Okay. How is that Shrek? Did you say no, Shrek or no, Shrek? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought Shrek. you said Shrek at first. I was like, whoa, no, where no, is no, this no. Like going? Like the little guy, the one that's like... Yeah, yeah, it's like, well... <laughs> yeah, it's that's how I feel about religion. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> no, no, same, same, same. But is that what yeah, that... Th things are pretty weird in life. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if some weird, yeah. weird, weird shit's going on. I, I don't like that the assumption that it's a benevolent being, whatever it is, just automatically. I don't like that. I understand, like, the people who created it because whoever, you know, pe people created it probably came along because people needed salvation people needed some rules to society to keep them in check so i get that but sure. i don't think it's some benevolent christianity has a 2000 year history of that, more than that oppressing <laughs> poor people i mean that's what it that's is a fact. it's a fact it's a fact oh my god it takes other forms it's now much more holistic forms nah I don't know. Honestly, not really. I'm just trying to be objective here. No, I think that's pretty fair. Because if I was being non-objective, I'd be like... That's why, <laughs> I, feel, that's why I feel like pretty sad when I'm I sorry, see... sorry, you're sad. No. <laughs> sad Thank you. Sad we boy. need to say that more to people Like when they're sad. I'm sorry. What can I do for you? Anyway, um, I think it's pretty sad when I find groups of people that Christianity has historically oppressed then being the most devoutly... Christian. That's a, yeah. I feel like really bad when well, I see you, that. You see people in socioeconomic distress, and a lot of times yeah. religion will be the epicenter Salvation. of community. Right. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think having community, if it's around anything, is yeah. good and a productive 
thing an idea for anybody yeah exactly I think ideas are good to get behind you need it you well, need it which is why I'm not because you have to agree on something I don't like to take a I don't like to take the stance that all religion is bad or that Christianity right. and its modern function is bad because I think it does serve a purpose in a lot of different places yeah yeah. It's just shaking off some of the bad things of its past. It's growing. Yeah, I mean, it's evolving. Killed thousands of people, but so has every yeah. institution that every, we anything have. ever has killed thousands. Villages have killed thousands of like, you know, for even from the basic form yeah. of a village. Everything America has killed has thousands killed of people. Millions okay, but of people. every everybody every country everywhere has Obama killed thousands. Obama killed oh millions God. of people. Yes, he did. Who I mean, else? Who else did? Is that like, <laughs> who else killed uh, millions that, of people? That's something I grapple with sometimes. How are we supposed to like approach oh, yeah. that? No, you he, know, the fact that people, every leader you know we've ever you had don't know what everyone does? has murdered they people. Ignore I, it. How might? Yeah, I everyone mean, that's just what, ignores everyone it. Everyone does just ignore it. Because what else are you gonna do? The shrug emoji. <laughs> shrug. That's gonna be that's, the new name. Shrug emoji. Up. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the title of this podcast. <laughs> shrug emoji. But I don't know. It's such an interesting relationship because yeah. I, I mean, all these great leaders. Because you love them, right? Like yeah. you're talking like, oh, we love Obama. Obviously, I love the family. I want to jump His on wife. the I love Obama train. Of course, obviously, I do. like I, I voted for Hillary Clinton. Like Why? I. I'm, I'm, oh right, because the other guy sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like earlier, earlier. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nah. never mind. Keep going. It didn't. Keep going. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like they they, they blood on their hands. A lot oh, of so fucking much. Like, blood dripping, on their hands. Dripping. Why yeah. do you think he turned fifty years in four in a four in a one term presidency? <laughs> All the yeah, like he got drunk. he aged fifty. Oh, Jesus. Yup, a lot of innocence. <laughs> <laughs> deported the most people and then right, more he than any other president like two million and that's yeah. like see that's i'm okay with okay this is what i'm not okay with i'm not okay with <laughs> pretending that didn't murder's happen. fine that's no, no. <laughs> time no i'm talking about i'm not okay with pretending that didn't happen tyler on the pod stands. Yeah. takes a stance against murder no, it's no, no, fine no. he says no, shrug emoji no he takes a stand with murder oh, <laughs> yeah, all right. do it <laughs> All right. It's fine. Sometimes. We need some clickbait. How do you think we're going to pop? No one's going to listen to this. <laughs> no, nah, maybe clickbait. maybe it's titled the podcast Tyler McGrath is okay with murder. Yeah, or murder, murder is enthusiast. cool. Murder is cool. Murder's great. We'll take it one step further. <laughs> well, hey, they do say one of the biggest reasons for climate change is overpopulation. Mm. So, what do you do about that? Redistribute resources what about people that's still as many people global governance baby global governance. wow you think like a global eventually yes. dude I i'm in so an inter- i'm in a global public policy degree right now so i'm studying a lot of international relations yeah oh yeah and a lot of the literature like that's out yeah that's gotta stop oh <laughs> no it's just the, yeah no it's the ac still yeah it's for our listeners global there's Federation. a loud Scary, yep, scary sound. This is WSFR Studios for you, but it's all good. We're still thriving. We're still thriving. Anyway, Global Federation. Continue. Yeah. So a lot of the academia um, that's coming out right now um, in IR is talking about that. I mean, global governance and the need for it is going to be so much more in demand as problems become more globalized, and they're not going to stop becoming globalized. I mean, climate, health. Immigration, emigration, labor. Labor is a huge one. The last um, ILO report I really like, and that's the International Labor Organization. I mean, shout out to them. Shout out, shout out to the UN, baby. Uh, Shout out to the mm, UN. There was a debate in my, yeah, there was a debate in one of my classes the other day about the UN. Kind of shit. 
Yeah, why do you think so? What do they do? None of the things that they claim to stand against have, do they really execute on. Slavery still exists. Oppression still exists. Uh, sure, but those are pretty big, like... But, like, what... It, okay, so give me some tangible things. What? Are, what and, and there's no um, comprehensive plan on combating climate change when that is... That is, like, you're talking, talking about a global problem. That, that should be the central... That should be one of the... I mean, I guess it's hard... Because not everybody wants to fully back it, like every country, but like America, definitely like America, <laughs> the world power. Yeah, you're right. I guess the yeah, Paris so I don't, I don't the peace treaty. I guess okay, that's the like Paris one, the Paris Conference or whatever that was called. Paris that Climate is, Agreement. Yeah, <laughs> peace treaty. <laughs> the Paris pre <laughs> peace treaty. World yeah, Paris, peace yeah. forever. World peace. Always, world peace forever. in Paris. Yeah, I don't Thank know. Thank you, UN. Um, they just yeah. don't inspire a lot of confidence in me. I understand that. I think a lot of what the UN does that's important is framing issues and mm -hmm. increasing collaboration amongst states. So there might not be um, tangible sanctioned actions yeah. that happen, but there the UN are. is responsible for setting the global conversation and hopefully influencing yeah, people true. back in their countries. That's true. You know, and that's kind of how I like to think about it. How effective it. are their sanctions? Because that's the only they thing don't they can really do. I mean, they don't. I thought that was really the only thing they can do. Was put economic sanctions. Oh, economic sanctions, yeah. That's what I, I'm saying. I don't know. Because they don't have military. You know, I'm not entirely too sure. I'm, I'm thinking about Paris Climate Accord, which, I mean, the downfall of that one was there is no sanctions. <laughs> so it's just you don't have to do it <laughs> if you yeah. don't want to? Yeah, oh I mean, that's God. part of the reason why it, it, it was work. unsuccessful. Yeah. The next agreement is in Chile. They're having a... Really? Um, <laughs> When's that happening? That's this year. It was going to be in Brazil um, originally, but under Bolsonaro. Zika. Um, not Zika. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, okay. a, it's a political thing. It's oh, a yeah. political thing. Okay. Bolsonaro Zika's is not a political thing. Uh, Trump-esque. Yeah, President of Chile is not fantastic either. Ooh, but Trump. they are making a lot of progress on climate. Chile has been one of the most progressive um, states that we have really? against climate change. Why? Yeah. What are they doing? They're Where are they? Are they by the rainforest? Chile? You yeah. need me to explain where Chile is I don't is know where it is. I'm terrible at geography. I know <laughs> it's in South America. It is the long, thin country on the left of South America. Okay, I can vaguely picture it. I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. Their president okay. right now is Sebastian Piñera. Wow. And Piñera. There's a shout lot. out to him. Shout out, I hope shout you hear out this. to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably listening. Me and him are tight. Really? Yeah. He knows about WSFR. He does. That's he surprising. does. He does. That's very surprising. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, controversial presidency. But there's a lot of great Why, climate coup? action going on. Like, wait, wait, wait. The controversial is in like America vote hacks or is in coup d'etat type of type of shit. Yeah. Which one? Both? All of the above? Meh. Okay. Just some people like him, some people don't. I guess oh, I guess every oh, uh, oh, okay. I guess every I totally presidential different. person is controversial. Every, in their yeah, own America, in that right? sense, because there's never going to be anybody that everybody loves. What's the yeah. closest in American history that's ever been? George Washington? He's like the only one that ever had like. Close to 100, right? Everybody All I else know is to be not. something for perspective. Like, Charlie Baker is the statistically most well-backed and loved governor. Really? Um, In all of America. And people fucking hate Charlie <laughs> Baker. They hate him. Kids just banned vaping. No, like, that's fine. 
Yeah, I'm okay with it. That's totally fine. I was shocked when I saw it, though. Like, I was shocked that he did it. It was just fast, swift action that it's like, damn, dude. Why haven't you done that with other things? Yeah, so for everyone like who doesn't transportation. know. Transportation. <laughs> Cigarettes. <laughs> right? You know, the other yeah, thing I that know, causes lung I know, cancer. I know, so I for know. everyone who doesn't know, very recently, like in the last couple of days, I think, like last two days, Charlie Baker, the governor of Boston, Massachusetts. It's so funny. Part of my major is politics, and I don't I barely know it's the fine. government structure of America. You just moved here. You got an excuse. That's so funny. I guess. Okay. Um, Not anyway, really, but I'll cut you some slack. But Mr. Baker <laughs> came out with an announcement. Declared a national state of emergency, actually. Yeah. Not oh, national. that's right. No, no. Yeah, it's but he said a state of politics. public a public health emergency yep. on vaping. This shit's like triple E. I mean, and now has banned effective immediately from like a couple days ago the sale of any vape like cartridges, devices, or any accessories or anything like that. Yeah. So like until until I don't know until when he just said until like further research has been done or something like that, and that's due to like research recently coming out about it having effects on your lung health, like lung cancer, all the type of shit. Which I'm gonna be honest, I saw that coming. Once it started, <laughs> like I figured that was coming. Like, did you? You're still smoking something that's being he- something heated is going into your lungs. Heated vapor is going into your lungs, whether that has tar in it or not, and it still has nicotine for the most part, the addictive one. So it's like, anytime you smoke, yeah, putting something on fire into your lungs is never good, right? Like just on its face. So, I mean, I saw it coming eventually. I didn't know when. And it did. Vaping had a good run, but I wonder how long it's going to take now. Because I, I think the, uh, not the sentiment has changed, or people have stopped using it as much now. But I think that the big spark to cause it to change has been hit, which was all those studies coming out. And I think that's just going to grow more. And I don't I know what's going to happen next. I, I would agree. Gonna... It's interesting how you see substances come in and have these like waves of popularity, then mm-hmm. go back out, and then come back in. I wonder if marijuana is going to take over then. Like now mar- cigarette companies will shift to selling that. But I mean like in vogue for No, it like has. It has. Years. But I mean in ter- so like now I wonder even now with this vaping thing if that'll make vaping go down and then maybe now cigarette companies maybe they'll crack down on them with added research with the vaping thing and then maybe mar- they'll switch over to selling marijuana cigarettes instead of tobacco cigarettes. Maybe in 50 years our kids I- are smoking I just think cigs. that marijuana and cigarettes are just two different ball games, you so know. Do I. I, don't, I don't I don't think that they're comparable. Because I mean, one's obviously nicotine; the other is you're you're high. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's how, that's why I'm saying like maybe the a wave will start or several waves. It'll spark. It'll trigger several waves that that'll start to get phased out because the nicotine does have so many more tangible harmful effects on your body that maybe it'll start to phase out. Maybe because like nicotine. Cause, I mean, just we yeah. were supposed or to be tobacco, the tobacco in general. You we know what I mean? Because on, weed is yeah. becoming as big as a business as tobacco and cigarettes are. So maybe if it's about profit, all right. If they'll switch over and it means more people will buy because they feel better about buying it than they do about tobacco, then they'll definitely do it. So maybe it's a fade out and replace type of thing. I don't know. Generation that what? What were you saying? We're the generation that what? <laughs> we were on track to be the generation in America anyway that shook um, nicotine addiction. Really? So we had Isn't the lowest levels of nicotine addiction and cigarette usage, I mean, generationally, like <clears throat> ever in the United States. When was that? This generation. Oh, okay. It's not on the Pre- rise now. Right. Jewel. Okay, yeah. Pre- I'm about to jewel. say. <laughs> that jewel changes in, the game. It does. <laughs> jewel came in and it really changed the game, which yeah. is, I mean, fascinating. It's fascinating as like a, 
a statement to how things change culturally, right. you know, so fast. You see this, like, product come in, it defines a whole generation, you know? Wow, that's true. Vaping and Fortnite, that's, like, our generation. <laughs> that's not our generation. I feel like that's Fortnite right ain't a us. thing anymore. No, well, mm, they're still making millions off the tournaments, so it's it's definitely a thing. What is a Fortnite tournament? It's it's people, it's like esports, it's people, yeah, that was the AC again. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's esports, it's people, like, they should they sell out large large venues and people will come and watch you know a tournament of maybe like 16 plus of the top gamers in the world that and they come in like Fortnite battle or like Super Smash Brothers I'm sure is still a big one and it's like <laughs> I can't imagine this, doing it and you go to Fortnite tournaments uh, please go have sex with someone <laughs> go g- I don't know how they will, because unless you're the ones making the top dollar, I don't think anyone's gonna give you much attention. And if you're try, the one that goes to it, happen, it no one is. I know. If you can find someone that loves you, even though you go to Fortnite tournaments, you better never let go of them because you'll never find them again. <laughs> you'll never find them again. Yeah, I know. Oh my god! But hey, shouts out to the ones making bank. You know. Nah, gotta, shout out to the ones Tony making salute. bank. Also, I don't mean to shit on people. No, nah, sh- uh, do it. Shit on people. No, no. I don't, why? You know, you can, you're allowed. Yeah, but people are allowed to shit on you. I think the gaming. People are not. Lame. People are allowed to not like. I think when it's not things that are, I was going to say central to your identity, but people could consider that central to their identity. No, they totally could. But I mean things that are, I think it's okay to think something's lame. I think maybe not say that they're lame. Say that you think the thing is lame, I guess. Yeah, I guess that I think, would be the I think difference. video games are cool. No, of course. Like a, I think um, going to watch them in a stadium is stupid, though. <laughs> I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Not yeah. ever, but I it's think, up there. I think video games are good in the same sense that, like, the TV is good. In the sense that we all need outlets that yeah. don't require our brain, you know, to get away with anything right. well, sorry I just space a little bit what <laughs> uh, yeah even watching tv and playing video games yeah <laughs> no. okay wait no i want to go back i want to go back i want to go back a few topics because we just really quickly went through a lot of stuff but i want yeah. to go back to the global federation thing oh and geez yeah 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 i want to really backtrack and why you think that um it's coming about. I know you mentioned a little bit of global problems, maybe like climate change and maybe economic things, but economic interdependence, problems in health, problems in climate change, increased migration, wait, wait, hold overall on. cultural globalization. <laughs> Have you traveled lately? Because no. yes. many places feel like home, you know? A lot of places That's feel true. like America. Madrid. Well, if no, I'm, I don't think so. Because we were, we were in Madrid, and that didn't feel like America at all. And that definitely no, but, felt like no, home. No, but there That's were elements. There were ele- well, I, nothing. Think, I think Spain nothing. and the Mediterranean um, European countries are still culturally very much their own. Mm-hmm. But if I go to a major city in you know, anywhere in northern yeah, Europe. Even like Amsterdam. Yeah, you have elements that feel very familiar. Definitely. You have definitely. food that is familiar. Yeah. You have people who are speaking your language. Yeah. English, too. The way that that language is It's crazy that you can go anywhere and still get by on English. Like, maybe it won't be the best, but you can still get by if you, you speak English. You can get by that is crazy. every single that is crazy. area in the world so of English. When, when, so, obviously, throughout history... Um, there have been different areas of the world that have like dominated or not dominated, but been the power, like been the leading yeah. like region. Like, you know, there was a time when the Middle East was that, you know, they came up with math and the number zero and all that stuff. They were big. There was a time when the Romans were. There was a time when Genghis Khan and was. it's just recently that a... America is the thing. I mean, exactly. Oh, think about too. history. Oh, my. Exactly. Post-World War II. That's 
it's 50 been, years? It's been under 50 years. That's crazy. No, it's 50 years. Just kidding. I can't do math. Wait, what the hell? Yeah, that America has I just thought been. about, think about how old history is. Like thousands, yeah. millennia of years of civilizations came and gone, of grand civilizations, don't get me wrong. And now one of the greatest we've ever seen is just happening in under 50 years. I think even what? one of the greatest that we've seen is just Probably a normative statement. I, I don't even know if that's true. A lot of people say. That's actually true. Yeah, no, oh, good point. America. It's the, my parents say this all the time. The and greatest I, country. I, yeah, yeah. It's the greatest country in the world. It's the greatest relative. country to live in. It's relative to. And I don't, I don't mean to say that it's not in a sense that dismisses course, my privilege for living course, here. Because of course, we have extreme. Living in America, that. being born in America, being born in an English first country. You're white. You, I'm white. <laughs> I am a woman. I feel. Had to point that out. Yeah, of course I am. I am white. I, mean, I carry an exorbitant amount of privilege. Yeah. Living okay. here. All right. All right. All right. Stop being humble. All right. Okay. Going. But I, 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 I just want to be wary no, with like course, you know like when you shit on America like a lot and be like this country fucking sucks. It's also like only it ha- it, you have to like only note people the fact. in America do that. Like the people that come here. No. Don't. No, no, no. 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 I mean in the sense that the people that immigrate here don't think they're the ones that think it is the greatest place ever more than anybody because they're escaping circumstances that they can only dream. Of being when they find it. That's what American dream comes from. I mean, I know it's exaggerated and it's propagandized, but there were there are people that genuinely feel that and still do to this day. Yeah, I I would agree. I think I kind of agree. I kind of don't agree. I don't want to agree, but there are people that do think that and that not blind to the realities of what it brings to be, quote unquote, the greatest or to be what America is, which comes with many negatives, of course. That's just the structure of it. But it definitely exists, and I think there are people that have not only bought that dream, but have realized it as well. And then, not even to the extent where they're billionaires, trillionaires, but there are a hundred thousandaires, you know, and their kids are all right, like immigrant families that were able to set up their kids as lawyers and doctors and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I still believe in the American dream a little bit. I think we have mobility here, and Certainly. that narrative changes based on who I'm talking to. But if I'm talking to someone yeah, from yeah. Europe, they tend to be on the fuck America thing. But do they have but mobility in Europe? If yes. you're a foreigner? Yes. Do they? As much as cuz where else in the world can someone come from India, Sri Lanka, uh Saudi Arabia, Sweden, Peru, Mexico, Alabama, New York and all could find social mobility even if it's not to the top. Social mobility in America if we're talking about Gini coefficient and inequality. Oh wow, that's been a long time since I heard that term. <laughs> <laughs> social mobility is relatively Jeez. low here, so I think that that's a fake narrative. I think it's re- low for people who are from here, but people who immigrate here often are upgrade their social upgrade their social status from when they started. They often climb at least I, I guess that yeah, I guess but in the people relative- who are from here definitely yeah. definitely like that they're the ones that are actually oversold the dream the most because there are a lot of immigrant communities that come in here and outperform people that live here. Like ni- various African communities, specifically Nigerians, they outperform almost everybody. You know, Chinese, Japanese, other um, I don't know which South American countries, but definitely some Middle Eastern countries but that immigrate here. If you are poor in America and you are born poor, the chances of you staying poor are high. very, very high. high. The system is it's geared for you to stay broken poor, which is for disgusting. People who are uh, at disgusting. the bottom. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I know. I want to take. Okay, so obviously to evaluate what type of social structures and economic structures are good or bad, it kind of implies you need to take a moral stance. But <laughs> I want to look at it more for the structure that it is than imply too much moral stance and like. 
I don't know. I, I have moral stances on it. And obviously in my ideal world, there's a way that people don't have to like suffer and be living in shit, right? There's a way like they can live happily and even if it's not billionaires, trillionaires, be able to support themselves and possibly the next generation or the one after that. But the structure that is capitalism, you could argue is inherently evil. I just say is an inherently unfair, which there's a lot, which I think reflects life. Not to say that capitalism is life, but like, I think there's a lot of the objective stance to look at it in that lens. <laughs> That's a common thing I hear from a lot of people who try to back capitalism mm -hmm. and working off the narrative. Which I don't know if I'm trying to do. I'm me. just trying to work it out, but keep I going. I know. Yeah. Typical. Let's just play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Fine, I'll work with it. No, um, please do. Please do. I think that there's a lot of narratives that capitalism tells us, and there's a lot of stories that yeah. we believe. And one of the first things is that we should be working hard. Yeah. The second one is that instead of smart, life is not fair. Mm -hmm. The third one is I mean, there's there's tons of them. It's it's endless. It's very normalized in capitalist society yeah, yeah, to be yeah. overworked and to have that be the standard. Right. Of if you work hard living. every day, yeah. you'll achieve whatever you need. Your kids will be fine. Like you'll do blah 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 blah. Your kids will be better off than you. Hard days work. But it's crap. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that says <laughs> it, nine it to five is. is the way to go. Is. There's nothing that teaches you. It teaches bad, you to yeah. work hard, not smart. Yeah. Because work hard. If you work hard, someone's getting rich off your hard work. If you get, if you work smart, they're not making money off you. You're making money for yourself. I don't know. I think it's all rigged. It I is. It think is that automation's coming in clutch, and it's gonna give wow, us an option. Really? Gonna, I hope so. Here I hope. we go. I need to hear this take because this is not something I've heard often. Go <laughs> for it. In the short term, the effects that we're seeing right now of automation are really bad. Yeah, it sucks. But so it's your low-skilled worker is it's out of work, cycle. and it's going to mid-skilled worker too. You have people that have full college educations that are being displaced. I'm right. thinking of paralegals. I'm thinking of admin work, finance, account, yeah. things like that, which aren't going to exist in a while. Definitely not. But once we get past the short-term effects, automation is going to give us this chance to restructure labor yeah. and labor is something that I think we have so, so terribly wrong. I mean, th there should be no reason why I work 45, 50 hours a week and yeah, yeah, I'm so, not well Because a lot of it, I'm sure, is not, like, a lot of it, I'm sure, is busy work. Like, it's not all impactful things all the time. That could be automated. And it's like, you could still come in for the important stuff, like the more impactful, creative, needed thinking. Oh, how often are you sitting at work and you're dicking off Exactly. People listen to podcasts, music, they take two-hour lunch break. Like, they're not doing shit sometimes. Or, like... Not even because of their fault. It could be like they just get it done that fast. And then it's like they just have to be there yeah, and clock in hours. That's exactly. teaching you to be a robot. That's teaching you to like sit down, stare at a screen and just so that you don't try to question it. So you don't think about these things that you just stay in the system. Wow. Yeah. Did we just become a rebellious podcast. What just <laughs> happened? <laughs> Leading the revolution. It's true. Labor needs a revolution. Yeah. But stand, although. Stand by your local unions. It's yeah. important. Uh, well, automation. Um, obviously it's at the most it's ever been in our history just because technology progresses with time, of course, but there's always been cycles of, uh, throughout history and innovation where the invention of something yeah, then, dis yeah, like, then yeah, displaced yeah. other my, work. My dad says Even that back to the cotton too. gin, back to the wheel. Now I don't need you God to pull my shit. Cotton you know? gin. The cotton gin. My, um, <laughs> my dad will give me this one, you know, when I talk about automation, he'll say, 
Well, we're going to need someone to repair the robots. Mm. And that's the kind of myth that I think you're alluding on No, now. that's not even what I... No, I don't even mean that. Well, it's just that, okay, new innovation. I just mean those come. people are going to lose their jobs. Like People, people are going to lose... People always do throughout people say innovation. That and then more jobs are made. Labor is cyclical and that more jobs will be made. And that that's true. I mean, we're going to see like a rise in elder care, for instance, because mm. people are living longer. Um, and there's going to be... reservations about that. About people living. Just longer. It's kind of selfish. I, and the thing is, I'm selfish too. So maybe by the time I'm 80, I'll still want to keep so it what, what But do I don't want assisted living. People just die? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> you can't shrug see, emoji? but shrug emoji. You can't see, but shrug emoji. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want people to die necessarily because More I... More takes on murder. <laughs> That's right. Shrug emoji and murder. That's the oh my god. That's the new title. Shrug emoji and murder. I love it. I wonder if they'll post it with that title. We'll find out. But no, no, no. I don't want people to die. But it goes back to what we said about climate change. That overpopulation is a thing. And uh, you argued this, this redistributing of resources and things like that. And I guess that is true. I think redistributing of space and family practices and like you can break it down from a macro to micro level in ways that you can redistribute and things like that but the thing is i think there is just a lot of people how much land is there that is undiscovered not much right there's none and <laughs> right well is there none there's got to be some island that like no one's been to I, like somewhere a, in the middle a, of the atlantic no i really? doubt that i doubt that really yeah i want to find it that's cute. <laughs> okay, whatever. 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 And I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> Do you? No. Would you go to space if uh, they paid for it? Or, like, not paid for it? Well, Who's go they? to space. I mean, like, government, like, if they said, hey, yo, we need Elon Musk nice, nice. himself. Nice. No, uh, we got to talk about space. That's also a theme on Rabbit Hole Sessions. Space eventually comes up, like, pretty much all the time. Even though we've only had. This is the second episode. <laughs> but <laughs> naturally, I feel but, like most intellectual conversation leads into space. Because it's the frontier. It's it's like thinking about going to, you know, the new continent, right? Like it's that. And now that we've discovered all the continents, like we we're just talking about, the only thing undiscovered is space. Yeah. My and whole the thing, ocean. My whole thing with space is like, you know, you have all these billionaires right now that are like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to space. Yeah. Bezos, Musk, all of them, they're all going to space. And my, it, I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> it's like a weird ego thing. There's so much no, stuff. No, it is totally there's, there's ego. There's so it's much totally stuff ego. to do here. Because it's, so, it's like, oh be, it's like a God, God complex type of put, thing. Just put your resources into yeah. something that helps people. I mean, they do. Uh, Elon Musk does. Yeah. He, he has a lot of like things that he does on the ground. Like SpaceX is definitely not his only venture. I don't even know if it's like, his biggest venture. Like dating Grimes. What? You don't know Elon Musk is dating Grimes. What are what are Grimes? Oh man. What are Grimes? She's an electronic oh, is a artist. Um, she kind of really? lost her marbles because she's wow. dating Elon Musk, and it's this. Why is that thing. losing your marbles? I Man's don't know, man. I can't really describe it. Um, He's a billionaire. And yeah, Elon Musk. <laughs> one of the greatest minds that we have. She just put out an album. It's, it's called something like shit. I forget. It's, shit. It's, it's something very bizarre. It's Disgusting. something like let's make climate change sexy. That was a line what that she the said. Fuck? It was yeah. No, that's what it was. I forget. What, I forget what. Can the you? Name. I mean, it's getting warmer. Less clothes. <laughs> you wear less. Less layers. That's kind of hot. Sexy, right. Climate the change. Whole Climate change is kind of hot. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's People how we are dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are always dying. 
uh, exacerbated you... rates because of climate change. Eh. The not eh. It's very statistically I, backed. Uh, they are dying. Yes, yes. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. But how exacerbated is how much I'm debating. I do think there is an effect that there... people have. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't share the view that it's this. We are the deciding factor on if it's that severe. I think there is an effect, but I think it's also... I don't know where to land. There's a lot of these big topic issues that I don't have full opinions on because I don't know where to land on things because there is factual evidence of a natural temperature cycle in the earth but there is also factual evidence on increased carbon emissions that then trap heat in the atmosphere pollution in the water that then does blah 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 blah. so but there is not concrete fact on how much it actually impacts yes there no, is, there is the not. ipcc report no, came not. out yesterday the fact what that you yes can't measure uh, i mean it had a lot of the measured effects of it what you cannot gauge is the interconnectivity of different things mm. um so a lot of theories will talk about the crisis in Syria, which is mm. obviously a multifaceted problem. Yes. You know, um, you know, you have political corruption, but something else that you have military oppression. There's a lot, but you also have resource deprivation mm. and you have drought, and those are two environmental factors that are directly related up. to climate. You know, yes. climate's going to deprive us of resources, and at the end of the day, wow. life is about resources. We're in the climate wars. Yeah, we are. We're, we're the generation of the climate wars. I wonder. Wow. A lot wow. of a lot of people have long drawn out fight. theories on how conflict in Syria is a byproduct of climate change. Right. Bernie Sanders said that the 2016 election, and people called him crazy. And I think I was one of them. I was like, "What the hell is yeah, this old fart?" Everybody saying? calls him crazy, but it was true. I mean, it's very true. This is a problem of resources, and of course, it's the dry areas. Oh, when you think first. that <laughs> right. immigration policy is bad oh, now, damn. when you think about displacement caused damn. by climate, yep. People are going to be displaced. I read there will be diaspora yeah. everywhere. I read a book a really long time ago, like back in like seventh you grade. You can read. I can't. Is that a race thing? Wow, outed, exposed. <laughs> hey, Michaela Clark assumes mixed kid. No, no, no. For the clickbait, black kid can't read. Black host can't read. <laughs> yeah, cater your identity for the clickbait. You have to. You have to. I said we're trying to go viral, but no. I it was a long time. It was a book called Exodus, and it was about. I didn't read the whole thing, even though it was a book report assignment. But it was about like where the world was flooded and people took disgusting, nasty, big ass ships, like basically like disgusting, plane transportation. Disgusting, nasty, big ass ships. <laughs> Make that the title. It's <laughs> even though you only say what I only said it once. It doesn't. You could say it again either. if you want. No, nah, I don't say it with say me. It. Five, six, seven, eight. Disgusting, nasty, disgusting, nasty big, big ass, ass ships. <laughs> okay, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and it's like you would have to pull up to settle floating settlement or high rise settlement by settlement by settlement and just see if they had fucking room for you. Otherwise, you'd just be outside the gates in your nasty ass boat docks area, like outside the castle walls, basically. But it was over water, so. Yeah, I mean that could happen. <laughs> that could, yeah, so that could in be conclusion, next. immigration's hard. And, and imagine then living in those uh, like settlements, like what history becomes, what you're told about the world, what like you, what your reality is, and just seeing people down there. Further than that, too. I mean, 
the consequence, the political consequences of increased immigration, as we see in America, is it's been it's been horrible. I yeah. mean, fifty people just got gunned down because of the language that's surrounding this debate. And wait, that's wait, going, what, what? What happened? El Paso is what I'm referencing. What happened? I didn't read about El Paso. Wait, say the whole thing again because I tuned out when you started the sentence. That's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> what a great host. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Hey, we're 50 minutes in. All right, give me, cut me some slack. Keep all going, right, keep all going. right, keep all going. right. All right, all right, keep going. El Paso, yeah. there was a shooting. Texas. It was racially motivated. Really? He Which wanted races? to kill as many Hispanics as he could. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're that talking was about. his manifesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what were you referencing that to? It's a direct consequence of the political chaos that derives from increased immigration, which is going to wow. get yeah. worse before it gets better. Yeah. And when you have resource problems rare. and you have immigration problems, political problems, general chaos, it's only steps before nuclear war. But what? that's We're also die. but that's also rare. I saw Noam Chomsky speak when I was like fifth. No, I was like eighteen. I was a freshman. And you saw it live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he spoke okay. at the Boston. He said, all he uh, said was, "Yo, we're gonna die. We're gonna die." That's all he ever says. <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I was young when I saw him speak. It was like my first semester of college. But that's something. That's young. That was his. Yeah. It's really that's fresh. Think about how like yeah, cool like, we thought we were <laughs> freshman year. Like I'm looking back to freshman year, like you didn't know anything. Like, I know. You're just a little oh, wet God. behind the ears, little <laughs> shit. So I'm gonna feel about myself now in four years. I'm gonna yeah. be like Michaela. I wonder. Remember no, I when you wonder. were? Remember you so were in the stupid. rabbit hole sessions, just talking that <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's what I'm here to do. Hey, this is forever. This is gonna be on TylerOnDemand.com. Make sure you check that out. You have for a sure. website? I do. It's got everything: music, films, radio show, podcast. Damn. And everything. Yes. What's your traction like? Uh, probably shit. Because <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know about it. But I mean, it's it's the slow grind. You know, this is only the beginning. It's just once as things grow, mm -hmm. you will have. I will have my own platform that I control that has everything I need. You know, like instead of I make my. You know how there's things like Linktree or other things like that where you can make a thing for Instagram where people click it and then it'll have links to Apple Music, to Spotify, to SoundCloud, to YouTube, whatever, like all in one convenient place. Well, now instead I just do that on my actual own website where the link you take to the landing page of my website and then you have right there Summer Session 3, Summer Session 2, the links to Spotify, Apple, Tidal, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we'll get and there. And brings clicks to myself instead of I'd through be to lying. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't trying to build a brand at of this course. point in my life. Who isn't, honestly? It's kind of interesting because I'm, I'm just at the of intersection generation. of so many different things that I don't know what that brand should be. Exactly. And I really, I, I struggle that. with my internet persona so much because Same. there's so many different angles I'm trying to go for. Like I want to be, I want to be politically informed, but I also want to be funny yeah. and I also want to be creative. So I'm trying to find this like intersection. The it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It is. No, it's it's <laughs> constantly finding your just expressive identity is a when you're a person who like you said has a lot of facets or comes from a lot of angles it's hard because the more things you add in the more you want to reflect i guess it's finding which avenues yeah you should apply which one yeah. like maybe to the music you wouldn't be too much of the comedic effect you'd be more of the creative or yeah whatever maybe something like here right now we've been talking politics you'd be more political so i guess it's finding yeah to, you got to concentrate your en creative energies toward different platforms and that's why mm. it's important if you are a creative i think to have multiple platforms because yeah. i can get certain messages out in a song that i can't 
that I could couldn't do in a podcast, right? Or mm-hmm. the way around. Like if we're having an hour long podcast, I can get certain things across I won't get across in a song. Yeah, and um, in political campaigning, which I now have an odd amount of experience in, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they advise against is sharing the same message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever. Because all these platforms are different. I mean, you're trying to communicate something different. It's just about learning what you are trying to communicate. I think social media is fun. I think it's a really good way to express yourself. I think that's a rabbit hole. Look at it. I said the name of the podcast. Nice. Isn't that good? Shout it that's out. A, yeah, yeah, shout what it a out. great guest. Shout it out. Um, <laughs> I think it's total rabbit hole. You could fall down. But if you take social media nice. light and use it as like a form of self-expression, it's fine. Uh, I don't like that, though. I like using it to promote your forms of self-expression i don't like using it itself as because it inherently like obviously we we talked about it earlier but there's a lot of creative expression is seeking validation but i think there's an extent that it goes to on social media that's past unhealthy because the validation you're seeking through normal creative expression can be unhealthy but i think it goes past that on social media especially when you talk about I mean, there's a lot of aspects that goes into, you know, staring at your phone all day, posture, yeah, like if we want to get crazy like that. What, what I think about is just the amount of headspace that's dedicated to phones. Yeah, that's and, and if I'm in a bad place you and I'm on my phone all the time, my my headspace and the yeah. way that I view things is through my phone. Yeah. And that's not a good it's thing. It's not good because it, nothing it's, is real through that. It's, it's inherently artificial, one, because it's on the internet. Like it's not physical, tangible world, so it's artificial yeah. something we've created. But it's also, it's so rare that you can find authenticity in terms of like pop culture expression and what people are doing. So it's like you're not... And, we're talking just Instagram and social media and things like that. You're not looking at what the real world is. You're looking at a polished version of it. You're looking at romanticized reality, which to an extent makes social media creative. And I do have to give it that lens because that's, I've described rap as that before romanticized reality where it's based <laughs> off real feelings or emotions or your imagination. But just cause it's based off those things. And just cause you thought those things at that time doesn't mean that that's actually what was happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, ex- right. I, I so, love the notion of romanticized reality. I love it. I, that's like one of the terms I'm going to keep now. And I hope I, know, I get credit a- for anytime, coining. Anytime a man will to my song and be like, wow, like, <laughs> Did you write this about me? I'm like, no. uh, maybe like a little no. bit of feelings, yeah. but this is me playing no, off a exactly. concept. Like, hey, dude, please don't, funny. please don't flatter yourself. I've had, no, I've, <laughs> exactly. I've had, I've had similar experiences before, and I also like sometimes when I'm writing, wonder about uh, like people that might think, yo, is this about me? Is this about blah blah? blah. But it's about everything that I've been through. So it might have pieces of you in it, or there might be a song that I start because I'm thinking of a specific situation. But a lot of the times I'm blending parts of multiple situations Mm -hmm. and then just making a story around it. It's like we were talking about with Greek myths or um, like religion or the Bible. It's, 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 there's a moral to the story that the actual happenings or facts aren't the most important part of it. It's what you're getting from it. It's the lesson. It's the teachings, you know, or just not even teachings because that sounds pretentious, but the experience, the perspective. Feelings are multifaceted and they come from a lot of different places and a lot of different experiences. And you have a lot of different angles. I I have a lot of my songs will very violently shipped through different frames of perspective. And that's just because that's the reality of it. It's all chaos, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is. So when someone's like, oh, is this song written about me? Like maybe, 
this inflection on this, this line sentence. of yeah, this exactly. verse comes from the same emotion that you may yeah. have given me. But otherwise, nope. But again, don't. Nope. Oh, don't otherwise, nope. Mm. It's it's also like you said it is it's your own ego for that other person. Oh yeah, and that. and talk about hell as other people. Let's circle back. Wow. I, I I hate that. I I had an ex reach out to me the other day and was like, this song you wrote this about me. And it's a song I posted everywhere, right? Uh-huh. And he thought it was written about him. Blah wow. blah blah. It wasn't. It was written about a different person. But, Hilarious. That's right? the best. Right, right. That but one's it, the best. It bothered me because now he has this narrative about my art. That right. y- you know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, wait, no, I, I no longer totally have know. control. He I can, totally know. He can think that this is about him, and he can flatter right. himself he with that. He could tell that. Public, he Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could tell other people, "Yo, this is about me." But I've, I've told myself that you just gotta let that go. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. You Fine. just gotta let it go. Fine, if you want to think that I'm. You just gotta let it go. <laughs> you just have to. I mean, yeah. and the thing is, I think it'll always kind of be in the back of my mind. Um, that, like you said, that like lack of narrative control. But then I, th- I think it should push harder to then control your own narrative again. Like just come out with some more stuff or some more creative uh, perspective that then you are controlling your narrative because at the end of the day it is yours, right? So yeah, I've had a lot of problems source. with that in my life. Trying to like you know, growing up, it's hard. Yeah, you define your identity based on how other people perceive you, and it's all this cyclical thing. People will say something about you, then you'll feel it, then yeah. you'll act like it, and you know. So I've spent a lot of the last couple of years trying to lessen the influence of other people's narratives of myself and really construct that narrative that is mm-hmm. mine, what I want to be, the way who I am. How are, yeah, <laughs> what are some like methods or steps that you've taken to do that? Because I think it's important for people to hear it from other people just to like oh, find course, their own plan, course. hear um, how people built that plan. The number one thing to do and I'll, I'll, I'll supplement this with an anecdote, is to doubt any truth that you have come to know about yourself. Mm. So the way I demonstrated this at first, when I started realizing that the narratives I had around my own identity might not be who I am or what I could be, uh-huh. is with food. So <laughs> when I was younger, um, people used to call me a picky eater. Uh-huh. Um, in high school, people called me picky eater. Uh, that, one was, that was your nickname? No, no. Oh, but it was said about me. It was a. Yeah, and then I, I kind of internalized that. There's this joke where they'd be like, "Wow, Michaela doesn't season her food." <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I, I think the lack of melanin implies that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you eat grilled chicken pretty plain. It's it's fair. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair. Some Brussels sprouts and bell peppers without. Yeah, so without he's right. Seasoning. He's right. But moving away from that, um, you know. But that's the thing I, I internalized. Kale. And you know what you do when you internalize that about your identity? What's that? You don't eat spicy food. And you don't season your mm. food because that's what you know about yourself. You so I went to this weird try. thing. I went through this weird thing where I started to think, okay, I'm Michaela. I don't like spicy food. I don't like this set of vegetables. Yeah. I don't like this. And then I was like, wait a minute. These are all constructions that I formed about my identity. Right. I went back and I tried every single food, every single spice, every single everything. And I loved everything. You know, yeah. every conception I had about my own identity was wrong. And that's a little example, you know. Yeah. You know, whatever, it's been three years. That's I eat wild. I eat good. It's and, <laughs> Things and are like, better. Yeah, but yeah, apply yeah, that yeah. to Sorry, something. Another thing, um, for instance... Um, I like to think that I'm unhealthy. I don't mm-hmm. work out. I'm overweight, and that's a narrative. Uh, that's a I thing that's a narrative that I put on my identity for a very yes. long time. Because then you just won't do it. You'll just say this is this is it's this is I life, am. right? This it's is this is the process. That's why it's like I you're not run today you're not, you're not dying, not right? Like you're not dead. And once you realize that these things don't kill you immediately, yeah, right? It's like oh. Then you internalize it further. Like, I have no reason to not internalize it because it's not immediately dangerous to my life. That is a bad... Yeah. I mean, I don't I, I don't know if that's 
true about you but the fact like just to internalize the narrative definitely i I just because there are a lot of people that there are a lot of people that will come home and like you know we're sitting all day i was listening to joe rogan recently do you know familiar with joe rogan podcast yes yeah 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 one of the biggest platforms in the world shout that out that's pretty cool that a podcast is that big but i was saw i was just listening to a clip recently and they were just talking about like working out exercise and motivation and how so many people are just trained to you know you go to work, you sit down all day. You go to lunch, you sit down. You get in your car and sit down. You get in the train, and then you come back home and sit down. And like, you're not giving yourself or telling. And then, oh, sorry. Then you'll say like, oh, I don't have the energy to work out. Where it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. You can drag yourself through 20 minutes, 30 minutes of. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And this is what he yeah. was saying. It doesn't have to be anything wild. Literally, walk around the block. Yeah. Walk around the block. That's all you have to start with. My biggest. I go um, for walks every day. Yeah. I ride bikes every day, 20 plus minutes each. Damn, Tyler, well, we can't all be like you. <laughs> no, well, no. <laughs> I mean, that's. Or maybe we could. No, and that's, maybe that's. Well, the that's thing. exactly what yeah. I'm trying to say is that is a funny joke, but we can. It's yeah. actually very easy for everyone to be. It's very easy for everyone to walk around the block once. That's all you have to start with. And I bet you, I bet you anything, once you've done that for. A week, two weeks, you'll want to walk a little further. You'll yeah. realize that it's like, wow, it's actually kind of nice to just walk and even be off my phone, right? Just walk, like, and yeah. yeah, and I'm and I'm talking like without headphones. I'm talking like without watching something while you're walking. Maybe listening because I like to like. I don't like to put in headphones while I walk. So sometimes I'll literally just put my phone underneath my backpack strap or on my shoulder and listen to it out loud and then like have my ears The still. worst kind of person. No, I no, 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 because it's <laughs> quiet. No, no, because you don't hear it unless you're walking right by me and it's for half a second. You know what I mean? It's fair. But it's because <laughs> I, I want to I be in tune with what's going on around me as well mm-hmm. as still being able to listen to what I want to listen to to entertain me. And I think I don't think yeah. that I don't think that you have to give that up. Yeah, but I, I think I see it re- what you're saying. you know what I mean. But I then, so then it can also be mediums that don't require taking all your visual attention. Like sometimes I go to YouTube, but it's not YouTube videos I'm watching. It's something I'm listening to. Podcasts I'm listening to. Music I'm listening to. Right. So it's something I can yeah. still kind of just be around. It's definitely just good to take a minute and and not just not <laughs> even clear your brain and not exactly. have any kind of stimulation. It's hard leave to leave your phone at home. We always yeah. When I go on runs, I always leave my phone. Just I, go I need, for a walk. Even. I need that time to look around, see not, what's going on, see how yeah. traffic flows at the intersection near your house. You know, <laughs> just watch the bar near your the bottom of the hill by your place. Like you know what I'm saying. Anything. Go to the bar at the bottom <laughs> right. of the hill by your place. Yeah, go home it's and shower Thursday, after baby. your walk, then go to the bar. That's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I think it's just important to just realize that to be in tune with everything that's happening around you. Not that you have to care. You don't have to give a shit about any of that. Because I don't when I'm doing these things. <laughs> but I observe and I'm just kind of like looking around. And I think just looking around is is good. But that's that's narrative. I think people every day attach things to their identity. And mm-hmm. then they don't do what they could be doing. And that's okay. Is it? But if you want to be doing, it's not okay because that's why obesity is a problem in this country. <laughs> that's why diabetes. Well, is Well, I a don't. Problem I don't even country. mean it strictly in the sense of health and diet and exercise. I, I mean uh, it more holistically. I mean it's why people don't make art or well. apply for the job or get right. a degree or you know. I mean, there's obviously tons of other factors. I, mean, I think again, socioeconomics needs to be brought into yeah, this conversation yeah, for sure. because if you are working uh, sixty hours a week and then you know, you're like, raising a family, I mean, then you you're can doing still walk blah, around blah, blah, the block. Blah. Take your kids with you. Seriously, promote <laughs> the healthy habits. That's what my family did. My family was not 
rich by any means in when I lived in Toronto. We were like lower middle class, you know, so not dirt poor. Yeah. Right. But also not doing crazy well either. But we were fine. Like there was always a roof over our head. We always ate food. There's always clothes on our back. And we even got a few things like couple like luxury like video games and shit like that you know what i mean fortnite <laughs> no this was back in the good old days gamecube this was gamecube, I love and GameCube. Nintendo 64 we should mention but, that there's a group next to us oh um, video game alliance or army whatever they're called shout out to them honestly no, no they're really nice they're really <laughs> no, nice shout out to them. they're just intimidating because they're really good like the, the couple times that i've been there i haven't i'm really rusty with video games so it's like they are playing this every day. I play this maybe once a month, Mac, and that's like a good month. You know what I mean? So I'm out of practice, but they're it's really nice. They're really welcoming and inviting, which is good. But anyway, um, but you can promote the and so it's like both my parents worked, both of my like and not really great hours, like nine to five ish type of thing. But they still made sure, you know, like sometimes we would go for walks for each other. Sometimes they would make sure, you know, we played like verbal games like thinking games where you know maybe asking questions like or, or things like or and of course we watch tv at dinner don't get me wrong but there was always engagement and attention given from parent to child and then also between siblings like they made sure that there was attention given there so it was a it was a i mean i'm think it was beautiful and very grateful for the type of family environment that my parents said but like that family environment that even though you do all these things like work and you work a lot and like I said, it wasn't the worst conditions, but did both my parents did have like the normal to more the normal workload, especially my mom. But they still made an effort and realized the importance of providing that time with kids, whether that was mental, physical, emotional, anything like that. And I think to put all these things out of reach and don't get me wrong, they're hard. It's hard to do. You have to work hard to do these things, but I think that should be the standard that should be set. And I think putting it out of reach and using words that maybe make it seem more than normal. Yeah. Discourage people from doing it. That goes with the internalizing the narrative thing you were talking about. That makes sense. I have, um, I had a professor in Madrid who, now. Shout out to the Madrid, Suffolk Madrid professors, because I had one of my best ones I ever had when I was there. Which one? Sanchez, with, with the science and life in 21st century class. Wow, I wish I took that. That was the one that everybody was in. Yeah, that I was know, I was not yeah, in yeah, that. I, know, I, I wish I, I was. I know, because, I know. Um, it was sick. It was sick. But sorry, keep going. What were you saying? Uh, she is now head of UN in... Whoa. Not she's that's it. She's Wait, the head a, of the yeah, UN. That's a big jump from Suffolk, a Suffolk teacher. It's Look at this scam likely. I get this all the time. Do you get this scam likely? Scam likely. Can I pick it up? Come on, let me. Are funny. you kidding me? They're gonna rob me and take my money. No, they won't. Come on, no, they funny will. Podcast, I already, I already. Okay. Am. Okay. I don't know. If somebody like no I balls. <laughs> I think Tyler McGrath has no, no balls. balls. <laughs> that's the new title. That's the new title. If it was somebody I knew that answered, we would have put them on the mic. But we don't know. It's scam likely. I know. Should we call somebody? It doesn't matter. What were we going to say? What were we going to say? Call Hunter. He just called me. I don't want to call Hunter. Okay, that's fair. I don't like I like Hunter, but we don't need to call him right now. Okay, that's fair. Um, look at this, this big group chat. Stop, stop, stop. So I don't care. Messages. Put it away. Put it away. Put it away. What were you talking about? Um, I forgot to. <laughs> I, I, I had this one teacher who is now um, the head of project development for the Ukraine UN. Which, Whoa. You're right. Massive step from working at Suffolk. Huge. She was always very impressive. She and she was part of the team on the UN that did the sustainability goals. Yeah. So she's an incredibly accomplished person. She knows eight languages. Oh my god, my favorite teacher ever. Okay. Um, but she would always have contention with. Um, can we pause for one second? Yeah. There's someone at the door. Hold on, we're gonna pause. 
Okay. Uh, it sucks to have to cut that mid sentence. That's gonna be a crazy just <laughs> cut. But it's fine. Uh, we got to get out of here. There is a podcast also planned that we were unaware of, but we got to nothing about Michaela and nothing. Honestly, we got to nothing that was on my topic list to talk about. You today. had a topic list. I did, but it's pretty cool that we didn't, and we're still able to get like an hour. I mean, we'll see what it ends up <laughs> after editing. Yeah, we but, probably could have got on for a while. Honestly, yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway. Thank you, Michaela, for being here. We really appreciate it. I thought this was a great conversation. I thought you did a great job. Good job. Good job. And, Thanks. Uh, I think I'm a podcast girl now. You might be. Maybe. We'll talk to WSFR. And thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening again. This is episode two of the Rabbit Hole Sessions. We will see you again next Thursday. And James and Emilio should both be back. Oh, wait. Real quick. Hopefully, this this should be out before Saturday. And we'll get to you in a second. But um, Emilio is having his documentary screening, the first one of a couple. So if you're in the Boston area or Massachusetts, greater Boston area, um, Saturday at 1 p.m. at Arlington. Oh, man, I forgot everything. But he's showcasing his – I'm going to post a link with this episode of the podcast. He is showing his documentary. So if you want to show up, show some love, and sh and it's sick. Um, Michaela, real quick, you have a plug. Sure. Speaking of WSFR things, um, WSFR has a program every Sunday called Acoustic Sundays. You probably oh heard God. of it if you're um, engaged with civic affairs, which you should be because they do a fantastic job. Yeah. I'm going to be playing on December 8th. Really? Um, plug my music. Um, Michaela Clark, one on SoundCloud. Follow my Instagram. It's an expression of my identity. Okay. Good to That's, go. Yeah, that was, that was like my plugs, right. I guess. Thank <laughs> you, everybody, for joining us down the rabbit hole for this session. We will see you again next Thursday. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.